Welcome to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. I just love this series that we're going through and the different stories that we're bringing across and just the amazing things that God has done in people's lives. I am truly humbled to create a platform for this and just to continue to show people that God's love is real, it's true, it's everlasting. And what is sure is that hopefully I represent every or I try and capture every scenario that possibly someone could be going through. And you can, you know, draw encouragement from this that God is real, God is there, He's with you, and He'll never leave you. So today's episode is me echoing what was said last week, love endures. And I would just also like to give instances where God's love has endured for me in my life. And just before, as I was preparing for this podcast, I decided to search what enduring means. And the internet said that it was to suffer something painful or difficult, but to do it patiently. And another meaning as well was to remain in existence and to last in that existence. And for me, this captured these two aspects perfectly. God's love endures. God's love helps you to remain in existence. It helps you to last through whatever situation that you're going through. This blew my mind. And then the other version was love suffers something painful or difficult patiently. And I have seen this in my life. I've seen this to be true in my life. It's very difficult. It's not easy, but I'll give a story. When God first told me to get married or said to me, you know, the time has come, you're going to be, you're going to get married soon. And he had put in my heart, my husband's name before two years before that. And I remember the time I was in a relationship. So when I had that, I was like, Oh God, there's no way this person can be my husband because he's also in a relationship. And I was in a relationship, but two years later we reconnected and as friends, as brothers in Christ, as friends friends more friends than we could ever be and i remember his heart was steadfast and he came to me and he said i think you're my wife and i'm going to marry you and i love you and whatnot and i really really struggled with that kind of conversation with him because he had been my friend for over seven years and i just wasn't seeing how we would transition into that space and i remember God spoke to me about it and he was like, I remember I told you in the season of marriage and this is what I want for you and this is who I've chosen for you. And he reminded me of the instance two years ago, he spoke to me and he he promised me and he said to me, if you do this, if you do this in obedience to me, daughter, you will never regret. You will have the best marriage ever and you will absolutely be fulfilled in yourself. And at the time when he was saying this, I had come from a very sticky situation. So I didn't think that it was possible for me or that I even deserved it or that I was worthy in anybody's eyes. But God assured me that it would be well with me. So anyway, I got into the union and I got married. So for me, I'm in the space of I've gotten married. I've accepted this person to be my lifelong partner. So God needs to be rolling out the red carpet for me and, you know, setting me up in a way that's picture perfect and I shouldn't face any challenges. I shouldn't go through anything. I'm thinking that I'm a child of obedience. So 
The red carpet has to be rolled before me and I live this happily ever after life. But little did I know it wasn't going to be anything like that. So just before we're getting married, we're having the plans in place and we're organizing and boom, my husband loses his job. And you know, logic would dictate, like stop the wedding, let things stabilize. But for me, I was so passionate. I knew that God had spoken and so did my husband. So we were not going to stop because of conventional issues, which in retrospect. But anyway, we went ahead and we had our function. And I remember like the people in our lives, relatives, relatives some relatives some friends we lost friends we we lost relatives along the way we lost being you know people just basically didn't believe in what cheese were doing some thought i was pregnant and i wasn't and it just wasn't it didn't sit well with a lot of people that's another thing about obedience when you walk your journey and you're walking in what god has said for you it's not popular people don't believe in it people don't understand it but it's up to you to stick to your guns and be like this is what God has said, so I'm going to stick to it, even if it doesn't put me on the list of up in the list of popularity. Anyway, I, dig- I digress. So we go on and we get married. And I remember we, as we're getting married, God opens a door and my husband gets a job. And so even by the time that we are actually now in the house together, he had a job. And so we give thanks for that and we carry on. And as we carry on, few months in, unfortunately was a startup and so for anyone who's ever been employed in a startup things didn't go very well so he lost a job again so a few months in here we are one income home and it's just it became very very difficult and this is me asking god where is my red carpet because then we had to grow up real fast suddenly bills you know wants needs you're, you're you're making decisions between competing needs and i remember i was pregnant as well so i'm sick i don't know what i'm feeling i'm young i'm confused this is all new and i remember thinking to myself god you asked me to get into this situation not only did you ask me to get into this situation you actually sort of like rushed it and i didn't know what the crisis was and now i'm in this difficult situation that i don't know how to process and i remember in that moment i said to myself i've gotten into this relationship this is covenant i've obeyed there's no whining about it there's no going into a space of depression i'm going to go to war for my destiny and i remember going into a space of extreme prayer to fight for what was mine and what God has promised. I knew the red carpet was there. I knew what God had said. I knew the blessings and blessings that he had spoken over our union. But the reality of the situation was in the moment. It was so ugly. And I was like, I didn't feel like we would come through with it. It was a young marriage and for a young marriage to be hit with financial issues pretty early is very dangerous because you're still coming to understand each other. You're getting to know each other. So the the thing, the, the, the chances of that marriage surviving can be affected by something as traumatic as this. So I decided as a woman that I am going to fight for my marriage to survive and I'm going to remain in existence. Love will endure for me. I will remain in existence. I will last through this. And not only will I last through it, I will suffer patiently. And I remember that was one of the longest. I remember the first season I went through that, that was one year. And then we, we went into a job and stuff. Then stuff happened again and we went into luck again for another year. 
and a half so there's a time i calculated for like the three four years we were together at the time two years had been spent in luck and i remember every day i'd wake up at 4 a.m and i would sit on my prayer throne i.e the toilet and i would sit there and i would be like god did i hear you did you say this did i do this outside of you and god would be like if you would only trust me if you would only hold on to the promises that I have spoken into your life, if you would only remain in the word of God, remain in the word, remain in the word, don't lose your path, don't lose your energy, don't lose your existence, remain. It, at some point, it felt so, so hopeless. And I remember I got to a point where I said, you know what, God, if this is my life, if this is what you have decided for me, that this is it, I will be... We, you know, financially, we will always be constrained. It's fine. It's fine. This should not affect my relationship with you. I will remain in you. And I remember in that moment, he asked me, what if I give you everything that you're praying for? And then it gets to a point, I ask you to walk away from it. Or I ask you to sacrifice it for my work, for my purpose. Would you do it? And I was like, absolutely. Test me. Try me do it give it to me and i will do it when the time comes i will forsake all of it for you and the time has come and god has given me some very heavy instructions that you know include just all pulling the rug from under me and it's absolutely scary to go back to that place of dependency on him where you don't see it but then he's saying you do it it's not the popular decision People will walk away. People will not understand. People will feel like you just think you're special and you're not. You just have an opinion bias on yourself. And I don't. The simple fact is the one that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And that's who I answer to. So soon after, we're in the second season of luck, still no job my husband is job hunting he's going from door to door rejection after rejection hopelessness after hopelessness and we had lost a major major deal that we didn't know that we would recover from and my faith remained steadfast and i was like you know what god i'm never gonna walk away from you because of circumstances because of money 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 can never make me walk away from jesus i am going to hold on to you this is who i am and i remember during that season I got pregnant and when i got pregnant i'm really scared of needles so i didn't want to go get it checked really early on i was like this is my second rodeo i have done this before i don't need to keep doing you know checking upon checking i'm just going to survive and i remember when i went to finally was brave enough to go to the doctors i got the blood test done and when i was getting my test done my ultrasound sound done i remember the sonographer saying there is no baby in here there's this absolutely no baby in here I mean, things didn't have, have not developed as normal. And I remember being absolutely devastated. And I went back to God and I was like, really? So no job for my husband. And everybody else, not. And then it's always in the season where everybody else is prospering. Everybody around me was prospering. Life was good for all those that are around me. We were just the, the, the hustlers in the family, the hustlers in the group. It was a mess. And I remember sitting there, and the doctor said to me, hey, so this is not, hasn't developed and it might not develop. It's looking like it's a mess. We have to take you to theater. And I remember thinking, God, so you're not going to provide on this level. And then on top of that, my womb, 
you're not even going to hold my womb to hold life and hold it properly and i had stayed with that situation for 16 weeks that's four months and i remember thinking to myself what a disaster what kind of child of god am i what kind of so-called you know saved person am i if i can't even pray my husband into blessing i cannot even pray my situation into blessing it's just disappointment upon disappointment and you know what god's word remained love endured for me i maybe in that moment did not suffer patiently through a difficult situation but what god did he remained in existence for me and as long as he remained as god i remained protected i remained blessed i remained steadfast because you cannot shake what god has said god's word is yes and amen it's final so long story short during that situation my husband gets a call from a good organization and they're like listen we'd like for you to come for an interview guess when the interview is the day i'm supposed to be going into the theater and i'm like this is another bad joke because yet another job that he'll go through an interview waste my time waste everybody's time not get the job and then we'll be having our hopes up so now it's getting a bit dark be having our hopes up and then nothing works out and i remember my husband said they've called me i cannot cancel please call one of your sisters to come and be with you and one of my sisters came to and i remember thinking god okay so this is the first time i'm going to theater to to suffer loss and then you're gonna let me go alone and have my husband go for yet another dead end interview it's been a year and a half nothing has come through i was absolutely frustrated and i remember he went for the interview and he came in the evening smiling and he's like it went well i'm confident this one's gonna go through i remember thinking to myself yeah whatever that's fine i survived the most traumatic thing in my life and you're not there so yeah whatever so basically i go home i'm struggling with the emotional toll this miscarriage has had on me but god's love remains you see love and yours does not always include you being graceful or you suffering you know in a patient and loving way for me in this moment i was torn i was devastated i was hopeless there was nothing positive for me in this space but god god's love endured for me in that he remains steadfast for me so i remember two days this one was rushed two days he told hey we loved you the rest start on monday one week this guy had a job three months later i was pregnant how i do not know well i know many would disagree with me but for me i want to maintain i don't know i'm not too sure of the logistics but god did it and three months later i was pregnant and now my baby boy runs around he's the joy of my life i don't even remember the sadness i felt i don't remember the emotions around that season i god has been faithful he walked us out of that season of luck we have never suffered luck I remember since that season God has come through for me. He opened for me doors that I never imagined. He's opened for my husband's doors that we have never imagined. He's accelerated, he has created, he has birthed, he has blessed. I don't know that season anymore. I have even in this season he preserved us. He preserved us for a time like this. I have I am absolutely humbled by my father in heaven. I look around, I look at my life, I'm like I cannot recognize myself. I cannot recognize the things that God has done for me. I have seen himself come through for me in a way that I never imagined. My greatest imagination 
would not have come close to what God has been able to do for me. My love, his love for me has endured. And you know what? I would encourage anybody going through a difficult season, going through a season of uncertainty. It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be the ways that I have described. It could be that you're just feeling hopeless. It could be that you're feeling that God has abandoned. It could be that you know what God has said for you, but you struggle to stay along the path for will it ever get better? Remain in existence with your heavenly father. Remain. Love endures. Love never changes. Love remains in existence. Your point of reference is love and love that endures. And anytime that you feel lost and every time that you feel confused about it all, remember love endures. Your situation will never endure a lifetime. And your problem will never endure a lifetime. These things are seasonal. But one day you'll come out of it and what will remain with you will be the lesson that you learned in that moment. Love endures. Today, nobody can tell me any different. God is real. God is realer than the clothes on your back. He's realer than the car or the whatever you've packed outside. He's realer than your bank account. He's realer than your job. He's realer than the husband you pray for. He's realer than your children. He's realer than your situation. He remains in existence. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.